Welcome to the 105 Way Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia. And your co-host, JL. And on this episode, we have lovely author, Tiffany. Tiffany, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show tonight. Um, And so on this show, and I always want to let authors know this, we have a lot of listeners who look up to people like yourself. And so um, believe it or not, everybody who's an author is a superhero. And so, you know, we have a lot of listeners who who really love hearing your background, hearing your story. And so that's why we do these episodes. So with that being said, uh, tell us about yourself. So like where you're from, what you do for a living, and then how the idea of writing came to mind. Well, you kind of front loaded that a little heavy because I don't really <laughs> think of myself as somebody to like look up to in that way. So thank you. Um, but I am Tiffany Catron. I am from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I am an educator by trade. Uh a mother, um, a believer, and I guess now an author. Um, so I don't know if it wasn't like, you know, some people have a lifelong dream of, I want to write a book one day. It wasn't necessarily that for me. Um, I did write a poem in fifth grade that was published in like this poetry journal. And I always loved writing. Um, I thought about being like a journalist one day, you know, when you're young and dreaming. So it wasn't a dream that I had to become an author, but um, I'm a believer of God. And I think that he placed it on my heart to share uh, my story with people, but it's a children's book. So in many walks of my life, I have shared kind of w- shared without sharing my story in certain ways, mostly with children, because most of my work has been with children. So the idea of writing the book kind of was just placed on me because I saw a need for the topic of the book. And tell our listeners a little, just a little brief summary of the book without giving away too much, just so they can get an idea of what the book is about. And then um, tell our listeners if there were any struggles when you ha- what any struggles you had when coming up with this idea. So um, the book is, I think, um, it, it, if you're looking at it from different lenses, such as a teacher, an educator, um, a therapist, um, a mother or mother figure, or even a child's lens, it gives various perspectives on the different dynamics that mother and mother figure relationships can have. Um, And it helps people see that, you know, everybody comes up differently. Everybody has a different situation in their home life, um, maybe in particular with their mother. Um, So it gives a view on how, like the perspective of mothering or being a child um, can be when it comes to having your mother there or maybe having a mother figure there. And um, let's see, challenges. I, so I don't want to like sound cliche or anything, but the idea was literally just given to me and I didn't really have any challenges writing 
the ideas down. Um, they just came because it was very natural. It's a take on a personal journey of my own. So I think that's what made it a little easier. And you guys at 105 Publishing, like, I guess, loved the idea and just helped me from there. So it was never a struggle for me. It was like, here's my idea. And I actually learned of you guys through another author that you guys published. So it was like, hey, how did, how was your experience? And um, that author was like, you know, great. If you want to speak to them, gave me the information. And from there, it was just like, if I was in school, like teaching, I say easy peasy, lemon squeezy, like it was nothing to me. It just, um, and I, I don't want to say that because I know that um, authors, you know, do can face challenges, um, just getting ideas down or making sure that they, they come across exactly how they want them to. So not taking away from that at all, but for this particular experience, it was just, you guys also made it feel very light for me to share something that I felt very personal about. So yeah. I feel like you guys helped lift the weight of struggles when it came to this book. Yeah, no. And, and you, you know, you kind of pretty much answered the question around about way. It's like, if you do have struggles, then you just ask for help. Essentially yeah. what you did. Uh, there are some authors who try to figure out how to do everything themselves. And especially when you do have that full time career, right, that takes so much of your time. You do want to look for those people who this is what they do on a regular yeah. basis. And so, you know, I, I think that's that's a great response. Um, you didn't have struggles come up with the concept of the book, but even when you didn't know where to go, and that's for you, mm -hmm. author listening, if you don't know where to go next, then you just ask for help. It's just yeah. that simple. And I, I truly believe that, the, you know, the way, whatever you want to call it, the universe, God, to me, it's all the same thing. Uh, but wherever God knows that you need that assistance, somehow, some way, he's going to bring it to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I just find it interesting that you were at the point you were, you you were at the point that you were with your book and you just so happened to come across one of our 105 authors. Like it's, yeah. it's not a coincidence. <laughs> I don't think so either. It, it, you know, and however anybody wants to look at it, taking that out of the equation, like when things are presented to you, like your ideas, I feel like, um, a lot of people will like, struggle with expressing their ideas because you're so afraid of what to do next or what do you do? Like a lot of things in life is like, well, what do I do to go about that? And it's like, hold on a minute, let me see. And I didn't think calling you guys like with this idea at first, I was like, Oh God, they're probably going to think like this title is crazy. They're going to think, uh, I don't know about a children's book. So I was like kind of defeating myself. And then, then, just like opening my mouth about it was like, oh, wow, well, maybe it is a great idea. Um, so that helped a lot, too. Yeah, and that that's all it takes is just taking that first step and just stepping out on faith. And from there, the there is no limit. That, yeah. That's it. Just taking that first step, and, which is the pretty much the hardest part. So that's what some people struggle with. So for our authors that are listening or soon to be authors that are listening, what's some advice that you have for them where they might be stuck in that part 
they're done writing or they might have just started writing, but they don't know what to do next. What's some advice that you have for them? I think we answered some of that, like reaching out to someone who has the expertise beyond what you have, um, gathering ideas, not being afraid to present your idea. I think that sometimes we look to our inner circles and rely on them to give us feedback. And then I think sometimes that also becomes a pitfall because if you're like me, then you question like, well, that's my friend or, you know, that's my family member. Are they telling me the honest truth? Would the world really receive this the same way? So it's always good to get an outside like lens on things. Um, So that too, don't be afraid to show your expression of art or, you know, your story of self, whatever it is with someone to get another perspective on it. And then I think one learning curve for me has been getting like comfortable with um, now that it's at this stage, like the book is in hand is presenting it to people in that way. So maybe while you're navigating the road of, okay, what do I do now? How do I get this edited, published, that kind of thing? Um, Let me also think about, hey, this is reality. When the book is in hand, what do I do then? How do I want to build a platform around my publication at that point, um, social media, you know, reaching out to people, um, like cold calls even. So it's just a lot of different things. So thinking about that and too, because then it becomes a reality and you're like, wait, man, I didn't think, cause that's how I felt. I was like, holy cow, the book is here. <laughs> wait, it's real. Yeah. You know, the whole time you're working, it's like, you know, it's real, but then it comes in. So planning for that, I think in advance. Nice. Re- really, really nice advice. And yeah, it's, it's, um, it is surreal when you do actually hold that book in your hands. And even when, when we first spoke, it was, you know, you have these words on paper. So where do we, where do we bring it from here? And having that team around you um, is is really extremely beneficial. And I do agree with the inner circle part as well. I think that a lot of people, when they hear from their mother or, you know, their best friend that, "Eh, I don't think that's, that's the best, you know, strategy. Why don't you call it this? Or they start having those inputs because those people care about you so much unrelated to this that you think, okay, well, they have to be giving me some good knowledge here. And, you know, I really think that if you know that what you're creating was meant to be, then I think you need to go forth with it. I Sometimes I reuse same quotes, but I'm going to use it again. Uh, I believe it was Les Brown. He said people have three to four ideas a year that if they were to just act on it, it would change their life forever. And so do you want this to be one of your ideas where it just never comes to fruition? Yeah. Do do you just want to be another one of those people who bring all their talents to the grave? Or do you want to leave something behind when you're gone? Yeah. I think that like kind of sums, sums up the advice really well, like act on it because a big part or motivator for me, um, was, was one overcoming life obstacles and like defying odds that were against me in order for my children to see that 
so my children are like my one of <laughs> the biggest motivator in my life. And um, for them to see something that I can leave behind, right? Something that they can see, like on my Instagram page, I show opening the book for the first time. And my youngest daughter is like, you know, it's mommy's book. So it's just, like you said, like leaving something behind, whether whoever that be for, because this wasn't just for them. It's also for my students um, and other people who may have walked a similar uh, life experiences as me. So act on it. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to touch on was that your your title alone, and I don't think we've even mentioned it yet. Let no. our listeners know the actual title of the book, because I remember when you first brought it up, I was like, ooh, there's a lot of emotion there. So why that title? Yeah, I think that was one of the first things you and I talked about before I even dished the whole thing on you. Um, so the title is Sometimes Mommy Has to Go Away. And I was very nervous about even telling you that title because and in, in with your expertise and knowing the field of books and publication, um, it sounds very heavy. Uh, sometimes Mommy Has to Go Away. And, you know, the old adage, like, never judge a book by its cover. Well, the illustrator did a great job on the cover. But <laughs> um, other than that, the title is, but once you dig past that title, it, the message is there. So you gave me the, like, the motivating picture, like, no, this is great. And then when you read everything, it was like, no, this is definitely great. So it helped <laughs> me kind of take that. That was, I think, my, the most nerve-wracking part for me was the title. Yeah, and it's crazy because most authors, they that's the part that they struggle with. They struggle really? with, yeah, with the title. They're like, I don't know if this, you know, even you, you kind of had a little bit of self-doubt. You were like, I don't yes. know if this is good enough. But some, yeah. some people, they'll write first and then they'll come up with the title, which that's a good, a good method, too. There's no yes. right or wrong way to do it, but your title really stands out and it, you know, people, when people read it, they're like, I want to read this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, I think that was part of the, so I started with the title. I wonder what it would have been if I would have used that methodology of writing first and then creating the title. Um, but I, the title came, it all kind of came to me in a flood. So the title was first and then everything just, and I mean, you guys are amazing because you took my, it, I don't know if I should tell, but I didn't write this on paper on my computer. This was on my phone notes. Yep, <laughs> so sure was. You were like, that doesn't matter. Send it to me. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> yep. So it was on my phone notes and, um, you know, you voice, some of it was voice to text. So it probably, you probably were like, huh? But, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, the title, it, it is a catcher. And, you know, if I could just share, um, I tutor privately and one of the young men that I tutor, he's a seventh grader and they purchased a copy of the book and he, asked to read it in session one day and he said well I thought the book was about death maybe the loss of a mother and I said 
I'm glad you shared that with me because that was one of my fears because it could be about that, right? But it's not only about that. And I didn't want anyone to read that title and think that it was just about that or like it's like gory or it couldn't be child friendly. So I think that was my biggest fear. But getting past that um, and, you know, hoping that people read it now that people have read it and I've gotten text messages and um, some Google or sorry, Amazon reviews and some people leaving DMs or whatever, like they actually received the message that I wanted them to receive. And I think that was the most exciting part for me because it was never about selling books for me. It was about this message that affected me. And then as a growing up, in the environment I did, it affected so many people I knew. And then motherlessness or for numerous reasons, having to have a mother figure or even a mother who was there, but couldn't always be there, did different things. Um, then I saw it again as a teacher. It was presented to me again in the classroom and nearly a decade in the classroom, year after year, I've witnessed different dynamics of families. Um, And the elephant in the room is like, well, people talk a lot about absent fathers, but not a lot of people talk about maybe an absent mother or a different dynamic with that mothering relationship. So those were the things that I was like, I really hope the message gets across. And now that people are reading it and they're telling me like they received this message, I'm really happy and stoked about that. Um, and then the other thing for me, I kept telling you, I know I was like, gosh, I probably drive them crazy, but I was like, inclusivity is very important to me. Yes. So the illustrator did a great job making sure that the characters were uh, diverse. So I wanted it to be inclusive. I wanted it to be diverse. I wanted to make sure that we touched on those notes and um, the illustrator definitely did a great job with that. One of my readers actually was like, you know, the, um, the, one of the characters is a teacher and she reminds me of my teachers when I went to school and that connection. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. that was important. Yep. Yep. And, and you did make sure of that. So yeah, Rashid definitely delivered, um, on that. And, um, and so our, our last question and, You've you've kind of touched on this, but what have you loved most about being part of the 105 family? Well, I think the fact that I thought I was crazy. <laughs> I thought like I have this outlandish idea and maybe I'm just selling myself a dream of being an author. Like it still feels a little unreal right now because it's pretty new, but it wasn't just a dream like taking it back to your quote and that word action like act on it action you guys put it to action without ever making me feel like uh (laughs) like I was nuts like never not even from the title because I thought oh he's gonna shut me down right away when he hears this (laughs) so never once did you guys make and you guys and, and to be um transparent. I'm a pretty transparent person. You guys stuck by me through a lot. So the original plan was to publish this book to be released near Mother's Day. And due to a tragic loss for myself, uh, you guys 
stuck by me, stood there. You were patient with me. You helped me. You sent love and prayers my way. Like all of those things matter to me. And I think they would matter to most people. So through all of that, this journey, you all ended up taking with me, which you probably were like, Lord, when is it going to be over? (laughs) But you guys stayed there, like no matter what, because I, it made me feel like my vision and mission for the message of sometimes mommy has to go away was as real and important to you as it was to me. And that's our goal. Our goal is to make you feel like you're part of the family, which you are now. You are part of the 105 family. That's why we call yeah. it that. So we yeah, appreciate it's right that. on the back of the book. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that so much. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's thank you. yeah, no, it's de- definitely just uh, an incredible story from an incredible person, and and uh, I'm sure there's there's you got to have more ideas. I'm sure you do, as far as some follow ups yeah. or something. <laughs> I have some ideas. I just, you know, like you said, well, now, now I feel better about it because the three or four ideas a year, I'm like, sometimes I shuffle through those in a day. So <laughs> now that you told me this quote tonight, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm cooking with gas over here. So <laughs> watch out for some emails. Okay. Listen, we'll, we'll be here now, but uh, listen, it, it, it has been fantastic having you on the show I'm telling you, the the countries of of listeners uh, has it just keeps on increasing, mm-hmm. um, and so there's someone somewhere, whether it's Australia or the UK or South Africa, somebody is gonna hear this story at least once, just one person, and yeah. it's gonna change their whole way of thinking. So, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. Let our listeners know one more time the title of your book, where they can find it, and where they can find you. Yep. So I'm Tiffany Catron, and I wrote Sometimes Mommy Has to Go Away. And you can find that on Amazon. It's also available on Kindle. And you can also find me on Instagram at Miss Catron, the author. I'm pretty sure that's my name on there. (laughs) But I'm there. (laughs) Wonderful. Again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been the 105 Way Podcast. You can tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Talk to you soon.